0: Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. This is episode twenty-one. Hey
1: guys, it's great to have you back with us today.
0: We're pumped to be with you. We just wanted to start off today just by telling you a couple stories. Like we love marriage, and we are super excited, and we love to cheerlead uh, when it comes to different couples just sticking in there and not giving up and continuing the fight. But we have come across couples in our past that unfortunately they didn't make it to that end to that marital finish line i know specifically there's a couple that we can think of they were an older couple in their early 60s they had an amazing life up to this point they had beautiful kids and grandkids they had no money problems and we didn't know of any relationship problems um they felt like out of nowhere all of a sudden something happened they chose to go different directions and Ultimately, they left their faith, and their marriage
1: didn't survive. Yeah, they left each other and left their faith. Yeah. Their family just kind of crumbled. It, right. it, was, it was just a horrible, painful experience mm-hmm. for them and, and for, for their kids their, and their,
0: grandkids. Very sad. Yep.
1: Yeah, and I, I think, Don, not only that couple, but I can think of another couple who made it over 40 years mm-hmm. of marriage. Uh, but then they chose to walk away and get divorced. And here's the crazy thing. They had stayed together for so long, they hung in there, and then they pulled the plug at the last second. Now, both couples that we're just talking about, two different, completely different couples, but the reason why we bring them up is because they were close to the end of the finish line, and all they had to do was stay together, work it out, and cross the finish line.
0: It's just sad to see the results, how it affected their marriage, but it affected their families tremendously. It's a
1: ripple effect. We're
0: not trying to bum you guys out or discourage you about marriage with these two stories right at the beginning (laughs) of our Loving the Fight Marriage podcast episode. And we don't share these stories in any way whatsoever to condemn Mm, these couples or to judge them because we understand marriage can be hard. We only share their real life experiences to illustrate the point that marriage is hard. It's a marathon. And most importantly, it's a choice. We can choose to cross the finish line or we can choose to give up and just walk away to quit. It's completely up to us. And you can see in both of these stories, either one person or the couple as a whole, they chose to give up and not finish the marriage race.
1: You know, honestly, Don, I the reality is you and I have had moments where we've been tempted We're to sure throw in the towel top. instead of fighting and, and mm. for our marriage and continuing to move forward, we've wanted to run the other way. Oh God, I, yeah. I remember, I think it was just after our 10th anniversary, you and I were on a trip. We got into this big knockdown drag <laughs> out fight. It was huge. It was horrible. It was, I think
0: it was a couple of weeks leading up to that, just had this frustration and anger building.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I, in my mind during that fight, I was like, are we going to make it? Are we going to walk away? And, and you and I, in all reality, we've just, we've had those yep. awful moments or those even, even seasons, that, right? At that
0: moment, I honestly think I remember just looking at you saying, okay, that's says I'm done. I'm finished. Like I was so mad, yeah. I was so frustrated. And just, I said those words, obviously I, we didn't go on with it, but. We just got to that point where we needed to stop and evaluate everything.
1: And thank God he intervened and somehow we gave each other another chance and we moved forward. And we don't tell our story to make those other two couples look bad. No, We're just trying to be vulnerable. We kind of stink at this thing called marriage sometimes when it comes to selfishness or our bad attitudes or whatever it is. Yep. But but God helps us when we let Him.
0: In this episode, we want to conclude our series on sustainability. So let's go back to that the last two weeks. What is sustainability? The word sustain means maintained at length without interruption or weakening. The word sustain means to supply with sustenance, to nourish, keep up, and prolong. So sustainability means that you have the ability to endure, to last over the long haul, without interruption, the ability to nourish your relationship, to keep it up and to prolong it throughout your lifetime. So we just want to take a minute and ask you today, how are you doing with this in your marriage right now?
1: That's a great question, Don.
0: How are you as a couple growing your sustainability? It's something that Travis and I have to think about quite often.
1: We do, yeah.
0: Do you have what it takes right now to sustain, to last, to cross that marital finish line? Are you nourishing your marriage and teaching it to endure for the long haul? That's what we want. We want to finish. We want to cross that.
1: Completely. And Don, I eat three meals a day plus, so I'm good at nourishing myself and we get rest at night. We, you know, sleep so that we can wake up the next day and we're refreshed. And that's really what we're talking about here. How do you feed your marriage? How do you give it rest? How do you strengthen it? So like Don mentioned, we talked about sustainability over the last couple of weeks and we specifically brought up Paul the Apostle from the New Testament. Here's what he wrote, the whole verse. He said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. That's from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. And like we mentioned before, boy, if there could be a life verse for our marriage, you know, we want that. We, we that want verse. to be yep. able to say that's if we can, we certainly he's talking about Christian living. He's talking about our relationship with God. Hmm. But if we could take that verse and apply it to our marriage, you know, our Christian marriage, that's what we want to you know, have fought the good fight, to finish the race, to have kept the faith. So two weeks ago, we specifically focused on, I have fought the good fight. And what does that mean for marriages? It's realizing that your marriage is under attack, so you fight back. Under attack, fight back. It's simple. Just remember that. And and that's why we brought up the two couples at the beginning of this episode, because they were under attack, but instead of fighting back, they ran the other direction. And last week we talked about, I have finished the race, about crossing the marriage finish line, knowing that you're going to be with that person till the yeah. day you die. That's our goal. That is absolutely our goal. <laughs> and that's what
0: we want for you guys.
1: Yes. Uh, in this episode today, though, we want to focus on why couples are able to fight for their marriage till the end and why they never give up on their marriage, which allows them to cross the marriage finish line. So what's the reason for how they do it? Well, Paul Mm -hmm. says this. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And here's the key. He says, I have kept the faith. Right. Now, again, how can we take his powerful words, I've kept the faith for Christian living and apply them to our marriages? Mm -hmm. They're worth applying not only to our faith and our relationship with God, but to our Christian marriages. Well, in ordinary words, it would be something like this. I must continually choose to believe in my spouse and the foundation of marriage that binds mm. us together.
0: Yeah, wow, absolutely, yep.
1: that's powerful, isn't it, Don?
0: Incredibly powerful
1: for me to wake up every yeah. day and say, Don, I believe in you, and I also believe in the marriage that God created. This thing called marriage and the marriage that He's given us. You, He's given you to me, and me to you, so that we could be. A, a couple mm, together yeah. and to live a great life. So uh,
0: I think that this is what you're trying to say, Travis. You're, you're trying to say we need strong faith in our spouses. Yes. That's exactly what we need. We should be the greatest cheerleader for each other. Oh, I love that. You should be yeah. the greatest cheerleader your spouse has on this earth. And I hope you guys tell them all the time how amazing they are. I know, Travis, that's one of your love. You You're very good at that with your words. You tell me constantly amazing I am and I appreciate that much. but we need strong faith in our spouses. Trust is built when you believe in your spouse. Tell them constantly that you believe in them. Oh I think that's so important and something that maybe people don't do enough. I know I, I'm not necessarily a words person, but I need to do that what much more yeah
1: yeah, Don and I think just the amount of encouragement that could give to the marriage, strength of the marriage, you know when when each uh, spouse speaks that over there, their husband or their wife
0: yes we got to remember your spouse is the same person that you married yes they may be doing different things they may act a different way but they're the same person you (laughs) just didn't know all about their flaws before marriage which is probably a good thing (laughs) because maybe you wouldn't have chosen yes yeah we need to remember though that jesus died for them they died jesus died for you and he loves your spouse and he loves you He believes in your spouse and so should you. Mm, We need to believe in our spouses. We need strong faith in our marriage itself. Why? Because marriage is a historical covenant.
1: Yeah, and I I love that you bring that up, Don, because you know, when you think of covenants, the word covenant, it just it literally means an agreement. Mm. And that idea of an agreement or a covenant, it comes from Way, way back when the Bible was written in antiquity. And it's the idea that when two people make an agreement, at least back then, the idea was that something would have to die. And so typically they would they would kill animals and they would sprinkle their blood on the on the ground and they would make a circle or, you know, with the with the dead bodies of these animals Mm. and they would stand. Two people would come together between those animals and they would make a covenant, a blood covenant, an agreement to say, hey. If we ever break this covenant, may we be like these animals. Oh, wow. And so it was just such a powerful, powerful thing. And, and so it's, you know, this idea that we are making a covenant, a blood covenant with our spouse, that we're going to be with them till the day we die.
0: A covenant is a contract before God, an agreement between two people and with God. When we pledge our love to our spouse on our wedding day, We are saying that we no longer view ourselves as a separate person, but we now view ourselves as one. A couple who will remain by each other's side for life and will always have each other's backs. We are making a promise to God that we will will remain that way to the end. Jesus talked about this agreement with God in one day and the need for it to last. He also pointed out where divorce came from and why it exists. Jesus didn't promote or endorse divorce. In fact, he actually did completely opposite of that. Jesus' best view of marriage is that they should never end. Mm -hmm. In Mark 10, verses 2 through 9, it says this, Some Pharisees came and tested him by asking, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? What did Moses command you? He replied. They said Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and send her away. It was because your hearts were hard that Moses wrote you this law, Jesus replied. But at the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate.
1: Hey friends, we'll get right back to the episode, but we just wanted to say if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, please consider sharing it on social media. Leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. We'd also love to hear from you. So feel free to leave a comment and for more information about Travis or Don Rosinger, go to lovingthefight.com. That's an incredible uh just passage that mm. you just read, Don. But his words are amazing as he details out what it's like to be married and what God was thinking mm. from the very beginning when he created marriage, but also how long marriage should last. So what was Jesus's point when it came to marriage? What was he just trying to say in, in the passage that mm. Don you just read? I, I think it's this marriage should be viewed. As for life. Marriage right. is for life. He was saying our marriage can, should, and will endure. That's God's hmm. viewpoint. Jesus was representing the Father. He was trying to give us God's viewpoint on marriage. And we have to believe that. And so I ask you do you believe that? Is that something you believe? Do you believe Jesus' words and his wisdom about marriage that are from heaven and from his heavenly Father? Well, if you think about it, marriage is the ultimate blood covenant. We talked about that a second ago. In ancient days, if somebody was going to have an agreement or a covenant, something had to die. But marriage is so much better than that. Why? Because the covenant is brought about not through the death of something, but through the new life of something. Marriage brings new life when the two become one flesh. It's like God takes the two people and He forms a new person. And when a couple then is gets married and they eventually have children or have the potential to have children, their new life, their kids are a reminder of the most powerful covenant outside of just a relationship with God. I mean, marriage is the first relationship that God ever created on this earth between Adam and Eve. So we, I know Don, you and I over the years, we have watched many marriages succeed, way more marriages succeed than we've watched fail. But sometimes when marriages fail, whether it's a couple and they've only been married for two years or it's a couple and they've been married for 45, you know, w- there's something that we've noticed. There's kind of a trademark yeah. and it's okay. this, there's a, a spiritual connection mm-hmm. with a failing marriage yeah. and not always, but so many people that are, are, you know, in the middle of a failing marriage, they can feel distant from God or they begin to drift from God. And maybe it's due to an affair or porn addiction or even the divorce itself, you know, this this death. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's why I love Paul's words, of course, for for marriage and we're pulling it apart, you know, and and saying, okay, how can we apply this to our marriages? But if you think of what what Paul wrote, I mean, he's saying, look, I have kept the faith and that's a part of being married is not only having faith in your spouse and being their greatest cheerleader, but it's also being strong in your relationship with God. And so I I think what part of what we're trying to say is believing in your spouse and in your marriage, it creates momentum for sustainability, being close Mm -hmm. to God, and making sure that you keep the faith. George Eliot once wrote this. He said, what greater things is there for two human souls than to feel that they are joined for life, to strengthen each other in all labor, to rest on each other and all sorrow, and to minister to each other in silent, unspeakable memories at the moment of last partying. Hmm, Wow. Isn't that cool? Oh, wow. So well said.
0: So with this, we just want to give you guys some practical ways that we have found that help us put sustainability back into our own marriage. We want to make sure that we fight, finish, and Mm, keep the faith. Here's some practical things. First, just create breathing room. Give your relationship room to breathe. We should
1: stop right now and just breathe. I mean, doesn't that make you want to do that, right? Yes, uh,
0: it it definitely does. I know when I was a kid, I remember we would have the mile during school and you know what? I would be like, decide, you know, I'm going to just run as fast as I possibly can when the, you know, the gym teacher blew the whistle. So I would just take off and I would (laughs) run as fast as I possibly could because I wanted to win and I would do good for about maybe a quarter mile and then I would get super tired. And then I literally would get like a side ache because I wasn't breathing right. And eventually I would have to walk. I was just in pain and I would have to walk. And I never, ever got first place because I started off too fast. I sprinted. It wasn't sustainable. Too many of us are sprinting in our marriage or in life in general. Some of us are just way too oh, busy. We are,
1: and we're suffocating, right? Don? We are.
0: And we have been there, you guys. We understand. We have been at points in our marriage where we were just too busy and we had to evaluate and cut some things out. Things like kids, jobs, sports, and hobbies, they're all good, but they can deplete your relational stamina and leave you short of marital breath. You won't be able to finish mm, the race.
1: You'll be exhausted.
0: Yeah. After a while, too much focus on these things at the expense of your marriage will suffocate the relationship. So we just need to stop and, and, and evaluate and identify what gives your marriage oxygen. And there's some things that, that work for us. And again, you guys have to evaluate your own. You know what will give you oxygen and what will, will steal it from you. For us, our marriage finds breathing room when we have alone time with each other. We have to have that alone time with each other. Even when our kids were younger, we'd have to put them to bed early so we could have that alone time with each other. Right now, we work in we work, you know, all busy schedules. But we have to make sure every Thursday night, for sure, we have a date night. But then we have Mm. alone time every single day just to talk about our day. Yeah, to catch up. New shared experiences is another thing that gives us breathing room. Like we love adventure. We need to share these new experiences together. We work out together Mm. daily. I love that. Something, it it helps clear our mind. It releases
1: stress. We talk, right? Yes, the (laughs) whole time.
0: We pray for each other and with each other every day. There's not a day that goes by where we're not doing that. And then we have passionate intimacy. Mm. We believe that we need to be intimate with each other and we make it passionate.
1: Yeah. And all those things really create at least oxygen for our marriage. Uh, You know, another practical way is by building a stronger foundation. Uh, We just want to give you guys practical tips. And, you know, one thing we know is we can't build a strong marriage foundation But we can go to somebody who can help us with that. It's kind of like when you want to renovate your home, you might have to hire a general contractor to help you fix up your entire home. Well, we obsess, of course, as couples about our jobs. Uh, We're in love with our houses and we are the world's greatest helicopter parents. But sadly, most couples autopilot the spiritual side of their marriage. And so what we need to do, what Donna and I, what you and I mm-hmm. like to do is focusing on updating the foundation of our marriage. We want to encourage you guys, build your marriage on the rock mm, yeah. of Jesus Christ. Um, and the way you can do that is you you can HGTV your marriage with God's yep. word, the Bible, uh, and you you give your home and your marriage a makeover when you do that. Right. And what does that mean? It's just dig in. To the Bible, we have a method that we use called SOAP. It's Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. But Don, you and I, we we try to do that as mm-hmm. often as we can, whether we use that, uh, you know, that formula to dig into the Bible together or even just on our own. But building it on the foundation of God's Word. The third thing that we want to give you is establish and keep healthy rhythms. In other words, creating a pace and a stride that match your relational capacity. As, as we talk about so often on the, this podcast, we're runners and we've been running together for years and we have a speed, Don, you and I, that we like to run. Right. It works for us. And if we run with other people, we might run out of breath, you know, yeah. or we might run too fast, but we, you know, have a speed that works for us. So what is the speed of your life? What's the why behind the pace or insanity of your marriage? So many couples, so many families are running themselves ragged, and they have no time for each other. I think of of kids. You know the activities that that kids have. There were there's one couple, Don, that I remember that we know and and got a chance to get to know a little bit, and they hadn't gone on a date in over a decade because mm-hmm. of the sports that their kids are so involved in, that's horrible. That's 10 years too long, right? To date or, or the yep. jobs, you know, working too many hours, or some people are addicted to work or couples who work completely opposite schedules. And, and maybe that could work if they still have time together. There are some couples who literally right. don't ever see each other for five days straight. Um, and, and and then there are things like addictions, you know, drugs, alcohol, porn, gambling. And, and so really establishing a healthy rhythm. For your marriage requires you to say no to, to new things that aren't as important, and also saying no to things that are currently in your schedule, mm-hmm. getting rid yep. of all of that, and making sure that you have a Sabbath as a couple where you can just hang out and be together.
0: I know, Charles, you and I are very, we're both extroverts, right? And we love to spend time with others, yet we have to make sure that we're spending quality time by ourselves mm-hmm. and something that we have to do. I love that God created a Sabbath. For us, an adult Sabbath is like recess on the playground. <laughs> you do something that you love on your day off. And I together. know we play. Yeah. Friday's our day off and we play together. Sometimes just being alive and loving life is a spiritual act of worship. We love our Sabbath. And
1: honestly, Don, that's just a great rhythm for us. Whatever it is, maybe your Sabbath is Saturday or Sunday. For us, it's Friday's. But boy, does that work for us. It right. recharges us individually as people, but also our marriage.
0: A fourth practical way that we have found that help us put sustainability back into our marriage so we can fight the fight, so we can finish the race and we can you know, keep the faith is we need to define your, our values and our mission. These are a lot like the markers on a 5K or when you're doing a foot race. They are the signposts that tell you where you should go in life so that you don't get lost. I know when mm-hmm. we ran that 10K, we were very thankful for, the, for those arrows where to turn because right. we didn't want to add an extra you know, half <laughs> mile to our marathon. We wanted to be able to finish it. But we need those mi- markers oh. in our life that help us keep us on direction, keep us on course. If you compromise your marital values, your marriage will lose its way. Values are a marital compass. And I know for us, Travis, our values are what drives our marriage and mm-hmm. give us the goals. The last thing, the fifth thing is this, to install guardrails. I know we talked about guardrails in episodes 8, 9, and 10. Um, and if you want to just go back and listen to those episodes, but a couple examples of these guardrails would be this. The first thing, avoid alone time with the opposite sex or anyone that you might be attracted to sexually, emotionally. I know that's a guardrail that we have. Mm, um, sharing private information about your spouse. Don't share private information about them. We have no secrets. Travis and I, we don't have secrets between each other. We have agreed, another guardrail that we have, we have agreed to not view pornography individually or together. And the the last guardrail, one thing that we've just installed is we make sure that we don't get input from third parties amid conflict. We don't go run to our parents. We don't go run to our kids when we're in conflict. We make sure that we're not getting that input from third parties.
1: Yeah. And again, those are just some examples guardrails. of guardrails yeah, that just, work for us. Yep. It's not a, a comprehensive list. Again, we would Encourage you to go back to those other episodes eight, nine, and ten. But, but we're really just trying to hone in and, and create sustainability. Right. I have kept the faith. In other words, we were married our entire life. We crossed the finish line. We fought the fight, and and we we kept the faith. And yeah. that's really what this episode is all about. He's, and we're
0: we're just actually just talking about this because legitimately, we have seen many couples that at the end they don't cross that finish line. And we wanna make sure we wanna make sure that our hearts are healthy, that our marriage is healthy, and that we cross that finish line together because we know so many people who haven't gotten to that mm. point. And I know you guys do. You everybody knows people who have not crossed that marriage finish line. Right. And it's just it's sad.
1: And and I think too, Don, just what why are people succeeding at marriage and why is it lasting for a long time for life? Well, because they have these things in place. Yep. So having faith is believing and knowing that together you are stronger than you ever could be apart, that God brought you and your spouse together for a reason, and he wants to demonstrate his love through you to one another. God will keep you, so don't give yep. up the yeah. faith. He will help you uh, put your faith in God, keep your faith in your, in your marriage, that, that God created marriage. And that God has given you one another to each other to support one another. God is going to bless you guys. Don't give up. You guys can do this. He's going to bless you in big ways.
0: If you guys want a verse to just encourage your marriage to live by something that you can mark out for your marriage, 2 Timothy 4, 7 is incredible. Again, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. This is the best marital verse. One of them that we believe is incredible
1: for sustainability.
0: We just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the loving the fight marriage podcast. It's been so fun to be with you today. Hey,
1: you guys got this. You can do it. Don't give up. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. If this podcast encouraged you, then be sure to share it with others that you care about through your Facebook page, Instagram, or other social media channels. Please hit the subscribe button if you have not subscribed. And please click like and leave us a review. Tell us what you think. For more conversations about marriage and what it takes to make sure that you are loving the fight, visit us at lovingthefight.com. See you next time.